Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of State of the Art. This is your host, Gabe BC. You can find us at State of the Art on Instagram or Twitter, or you can send me an email to gabe at thestateoftheart.org. If you have questions about last week's episode, or if you have an idea for a new guest, or even if you want to be on the podcast yourself, um, we'll happily look at your work and try and get back to you. Um, How's it going out there? I think this is probably our first episode in 2021. So I hope the year has been great for you so far. Um, I'm excited about all the possibilities coming up for the next year. A couple months ago, I encountered a account, an account on Instagram called My Friend Sylvia. And this account was a little different than other accounts on Instagram. I noticed that the person managing the account, the the profile of this account, uh, was aging kind of rapidly. So when I first looked at the account, the person was 30. And by the time I kind of noticed again, the person was 50 years old and seemed to have different likes and interests. And I did some research and found that this is the account of Sylvia, Sylvia Novak, who is actually created by Zeev Schneider and is a virtual influencer. And unlike some other virtual influencers, Sylvia ages over time. So I thought we could have Zeev Schneider on the podcast today to talk about sort of the birth life, and eventual death of Sylvia. So let's start this episode off and welcome Zeev Schneider to State of the Art. Welcome, Zeev. Every object holds a memory that is deeply connected to the world, and to the world is, quite literally, a memory. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but it's true. Your body is a memory, and it is the memory of your ancestors And it holds so many lessons about who you are, what you should be, and what you should become. It is the emotional core of your being, and it is your body that holds life's greatest secrets. Say goodbye to that body, and you'll find yourself in a place of deep peace and clarity, a place of freedom, and a place of abundance. That's one quote. That's fantastic. Well, let's start there. So, Zeev, um, <laughs> what was that quote that we just heard? Who wrote that, and what is it from? Um, so Sylvia wrote that. It was a caption for one of her posts on Instagram. And it was generated by uh, an algorithm, uh, a machine learning uh, model trained on influencer posts um, from uh, a variety of different influential accounts that we uh, scraped, myself and uh, Alex Calderwood. Um, and yeah, so Sylvia was posting these types of captions along with, uh, ones that I, um, wrote myself. And who is, or who was Sylvia? Sylvia was a virtual influencer. Uh, she was a, uh, digital model, a computer generated, uh, model that posted to Instagram over the course of five months from July to November 2020, over the course of which she has uh, aged uh, 50 years, starting from 30, ending at 80, and she passed at the end of November. And what is a virtual influencer for people who've never heard this term before? The virtual influencer is um, a trend that's been uh, kind of growing over the course of the last uh, three to four years and uh, has gained more 
uh, success over the pandemic. It is basically uh, 3D model humans that uh, exist on social media and are able to be brand ambassadors. They can um, advertise uh, skincare, fashion, whatever you you put in their um, whatever you hire them to do for you, essentially. And uh, the idea behind them or the way that they're being promoted um, is that they never age or die. Um, And that's why, and they can also be controlled 100%. So they never give you any issues like other talents would. They're not divas. So they're like the perfect um, spokesperson for any brand, I guess. Very capitalist yeah. idea. Yeah, they don't have embarrassing tweets from a few years ago that you have to um, manage. They don't get drunk. They don't. Um, yeah, that they're the perfect uh, spokespeople and models and whatnot. Um, yeah, and um, and so Sylvia was similar. Uh, to that, but a little different. She offered an alternative. And how did Sylvia come about? Like, were you inspired by a specific virtual influencer? Or did this idea just pop into your mind one day that, hey, I'm going to create or give birth to <laughs> a, a virtual being on the internet? Um, I was really uh, curious about virtual influencers and inspired to do something in general. And I just, the way I work on projects, a lot of the time, I just kind of dive into a world and uh, immerse myself in it and then understand what it is that I want to challenge and poke holes at. And um, that was a specific thing that I thought would be interesting to challenge is this idea that uh, age is not designed into virtual beings in general. And virtual influencers, that's one of the things that are highlighted, is that um, age is not a thing. And that's kind of similar so, to how people are view themselves on the internet, too, right? With all these filters and, uh, you know, whether those are AR filters or just Instagram filters in general, that we are kind of all fighting age through these social media platforms. Yeah. And when given a choice, why would you choose to make yourself not young? I'm curious. Um, I'm curious about Sylvia and how. So this character aged over five months. You said. Yes, she started at thirty, and then every three days she would age a year. And how did her interests or the way you depicted her online change with that age? Um, so she faced different uh, things that age brought with it. Uh, that was built into her story. And I worked with people from the aging center at Columbia to advise on that. Um, And she faced challenges that ageism brings as well. And things like being aged out of your job in the design industry, um, because there's just no place to, to grow um, into and losing loved ones um, later in life, losing uh, her parents that we hinted at or later on her life partner a lot of the details were just hinted at and not fully depicted um so those uh things that changed over time were built into the story as well as things like um moving from 
yoga to Pilates or <laughs> um, uh, things like uh, she stopped drinking coffee and she moved to herbal tea. Uh, is that something that you might do later in life? Um, her body developed all sorts of, or we built into her body things like uh, cataract or um, veins in her legs. She gained some weight uh, at a certain point in her life. So uh, change was definitely a, an important element to her, it's, to her life. Is Sylvia based on anyone that you know? Or, or I mean, how did you even develop this persona? For, did you diagram this out like a storyboard? Or was the, I imagine there's some wall in your house that's just got like tons of drawings <laughs> of this fake person all around you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was... Um, I did some focus groups to understand what makes people follow uh, someone. And um, I guess I understood that, I mean, she has to be living an inspiring life. Like people want to be learning something from someone that they follow. Um, So she had to kind of set a role model in some way. So I, decided that she would be you know the the aesthetics uh qual the aesthetic quality of her posts and her uh style was important um but uh some parts of her story are influenced by my own bio because i wanted to be able to depict it in an authentic way and so i decided that she would be a designer because the creative industry definitely has um, ageism in it. And also a designer might be a person that people follow. Um, and I could create content that would believably be um, created by her. And the reason why she lived on the Upper West Side was because at the time I was in, in the office at, at Columbia and I thought it would be it would make sense for me to take photos supposedly taken by her in coffee shops around that area. So some choices were just convenient that way. Um, The name Sylvia uh, comes from an acronym, an internal project name. Uh, We refer to it as Silver VI, Silver Virtual Influencer. And in the beginning, I wanted to try and create an older character and then realize that change was an important element to explore. Um, But I think silver falls under that because silver is a gradient, not a single hue. So, um, so she became Sylvia and then I had to create um, in order to have an Instagram business account and to be able to get stats, I had to create a Facebook account and give her a last name and create an email. So then she became Sylvia Novak. <laughs> so there's all these things that I had to make a decision about. Um, so I had to give her ethnicity that also came from the process of designing um, her features. So sitting with the stylist and choosing uh, her nose, her eyes, we realized that it was going towards a Eurasian um, uh, ethnicity 
and that kind of sat well with um, her last name as well as my ethnicity. So it's a little complicated. Mm -hmm. But did you feel um, yourself? A little bit of me. I'm, I'm kind of curious if you felt if you sort of felt like you were becoming Sylvia at some point, like because you're taking photos from her perspective and you're giving her a name and you're thinking in the way that she thinks. Like, did you ever start dreaming about her or did you ever see her in, in your waking life? Yeah, I mean, I uh, still see things uh, that I think, oh, Sylvia would post that. And I miss her when I see, you know, a tree that she would maybe post about. Um, and I definitely, I was her. I was, it was a five month long performance that included not just posting but also DMing and commenting and like interacting the way that you just manage an Instagram account. Now, let's talk a little bit about that. I'm curious about the text because we started this episode with a sort of a red description of this text. But there were two voices in a way, or many voices, I would say, that were Sylvia's voice. Can you tell us about the differences between mm -hmm. maybe the DMs or the direct messages to these text posts that you were also featured on the site? Yeah, so um, while a lot of um, virtual influencers present themselves as AI and robots, there is actually very little automation that goes into how things are made today. It's all, um, it's just visual effects, essentially. Um, and with Sylvia, one of the goals was also to explore ways in which things can be automated um, and one of the things that uh, we looked into was this idea of training her to write like an influencer and um, and that's how we scraped all these accounts and created this model that writes like a very reflective deep influencer long <laughs> caption post it was trained on a range of like Caroline Calloway. I was going to say Caroline Calloway, the queen of long Caroline captions. Caroline Calloway is in there. Uh, Kim Kardashian's in there, but also, um, yeah, Lena Dunham. And uh, the, the algorithm actually had like, I realized one of the issues uh, was that um, she was trained on a few influencers that are uh, black female activists. And so a lot of the time it would write in that way, like as a black female, like kind of bringing that into the, the captions and it just didn't fit with her identity. So that was one of the learnings uh, and um, kind of challenges was that it what she wrote didn't always match her identity. And um, we also aged it as time passed. We kind of changed the mix of influencers a bit. Uh, but if if that was the only text that was being used, it would kind of be nonsensical. Um, and so the way uh, I went about things is every time you see an image of her, I wrote the text for that. And that's text that's um, advancing the story. Um, that, that there's that um, story that I put together um, in advance about her life, how it's going to progress over the course of five months, losing a job, starting her own agency, losing her loved one, and but in very rough strokes, and the rest was kind of improvised. Um, and every other image was the way she is looking at the world. And it would be an image of some 
um, design and inspiration, something kind of like a lifestyle driven. And that was accompanied by generative um, text. So you could really see that grid that's also inspired by some influencer uh, accounts that use a grid like that, that every other image is a post of themselves, an image of themselves. Um, I think it's so interesting that influencers tend to write online in these sort of grandiose uh, narrative ways when we're becoming more short form in the way that we talked with each other through text. Like a lot of the time, I'll just text someone like, ha ha, LOL or something. But I don't write about my day in this very poetic prose. But then I go on someone's account and they've written this grand description of like the lunch that they've eaten. Uh, so it's a weird return to this very romantic way of looking at life, but only through this filter. So I find it interesting that you chose yeah. that for, for Sylvia as well. Um, what were the reactions to this account? Like, did people believe this is a real person? Some people did. Some people directed all their hatred towards virtual influencers in general, towards this account. This must stop type of uh, reactions. Um, as she changed, uh, there were also mixed reactions. Um, some people grew very attached to her. And she's developed friendships with people of all ages, which is one of the things that were very surprising for me because I was, ex I was expecting that, you know, as she ages, uh, that people might uh, direct insults at her or kind of tune out as she became an older woman. But really, uh, there were 13-year-olds that were big fans of Sylvia and would be like, you're cute. <laughs> your last post was fire you know just like being friends on instagram and that was a nice surprise um one person said it is the most upsetting account on instagram uh was that after she, she passed away or was that because before. this is a virtual human um i think it was the aging component that upset it upset him um and one time he also suggested that this account is going to end with a 3d render of an urn hmm. so he was following but very <laughs> upset about what was happening well it makes uh, you think about your own life too and how you present yourself on the internet i mean i was following the account and i remember at one point being uh i was like why isn't sylvia following me back and I, I looked through and I was like, oh, my God, she's following all these people that I know, but she won't follow me. And I'm like, this is not a real person, Gabe. Like, why are you, <laughs> why are you even doing that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's interesting to have these feelings, right? It, it kind of speaks a larger statement about how these platforms are governing our feelings and our reactions to things. That I'm following this virtual being and invested in their life and you know, trying to look at what they like and what they don't like. And that impacts me in some way. But all these virtual beings are operated by humans sitting long hours on their computers, mm -hmm. you know, and that's part of what I was wanting to talk about with this project is how we're all, you know, creating these fantasies. The people who are making virtual influencers are creating these fantasies that um, portray life but what is the life that they're portraying and what does that include and what does that exclude um what do you think the future of virtual influencers will be like if you had to forecast maybe five or ten years down the road do you really see that they're going to take over acting roles 
political roles. Um, do you, do you see that expanding or do you think that it's, it's sort of limited in terms of the commercial applications that are happening right now? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think there's, I, I think there's definitely a lot of potential and they're very successful at the moment, like doing campaigns. Um, it's, it's essentially like brand characters. It's like Mickey Mouse, right? That is a, a photorealistic human. Um, and it's operated by like a whole company, a whole studio of human beings creating this thing. So it doesn't really exist um, in an autonomous way. Wow. I'm, I don't see it disappearing at the moment. Um, I'm really concerned about how they're embedded into social media, just like um, in the same way that we're used to seeing um, real life human accounts and what that means because like Instagram is competitive we're all essentially working on Instagram at the moment like you're required to be there it's like having a website having an Instagram presence and um and then we're competing with these like digital characters essentially um yeah i feel like it's only a matter of time before we're gonna be voting for a virtual president at some point yeah i haven't considered politics really but uh if you look at it like some of the virtual influencers out there do have the politics and they do take a political stand and um engage in it so that's interesting yeah it's kind of a larger discussion about the importance of truth right like how important is it that you're following a real person or are these real people at all you know i know a lot of people myself included who only depict a certain side of myself mm -hmm. on the internet right so how much truth is there on these platforms yeah and what is a real person in a sense uh one of sylvia's followers actually said that she is more authentic because she only exists online Hmm. Um, which is something to think about as well, because, y you know, our portrayal of our uh, lives online could be like not really uh, accurate to what our IRL or away from keyboard is a recent term I, I learned uh, selves uh, are. But but virtual influencers and Sylvia included, that's, you know, that's all there is. Um, I want to talk about the last days of Sylvia. Um, so this must have been something that you were thinking about for a while. You knew the project was coming to yeah. an end and you had to find a way to present her funeral um, to people online. So tell me a little bit about how that went down. Like, did you diagram out a funeral for Sylvia? I know that there was a wake online as well. What was that like? Yeah. So um, understanding that... Um, Sylvia's life will eventually end and that it will, that, that she'll die, um, was part of also, um, working with IDFA doc lab. Uh, and so we were building her timeline towards November and a, um, festival presentation of the project in which it didn't exactly launch, but it, it was kind of the, the launch of the end in a way and um the planning for her death was uh something we did from pretty early uh, on in the project and so as soon as 
from July, I was planning her her wake, her funeral. Uh, and I brought on board Bethany Tabor, who's a death uh, educator. And um, she helped put together the whole event and uh, thinking about how we're going to do that, how you're um, how do you bury a virtual human? And what that, was that made com- a lot of what was that conversation like with this kind of specialist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you have to explain what this life was about or the project? How did you explain well, the idea that you're creating a funeral for a virtual person? Bethany was involved throughout the whole thing. So like she was also part of Sylvia's life. Um, and she's in the art world. So it wasn't really like, a. uh, I didn't have to explain that part to her. Um, but we did have a lot of discussions about what makes sense, what doesn't, what's too corny, you know, like, are we going to have hard drives burning or not? (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Go full on cyberpunk funeral. Yeah. And, um, There were a few elements that were important to to Bethany, like flowers. Um, And um, we initially wanted to do, I I still love this idea, but there was no physical uh, exhibition. But we wanted to do a bouquet of followers Hmm. that um, each follower would be represented by a flower. uh, And you would just be walking into this exhibition space and just like overwhelmed by the smell of 2000 flowers and then every day we would add more of course because she would get more followers after her death um but eventually um as we shifted to an online solution um we created an interpretation of that and also it was important for us to have an, an event in which uh it's we would be eulogizing uh, Sylvia and that also were there were a lot of different um, ideas that we played with like paying people to speak and doing like brand sponsorships and hashtags and things like that for the event but it ended up being a pretty um, heartfelt event in which a team wraps up a project and talks about how they felt towards this individual slash project and say goodbye to them and we had two followers speak and um people came and threw emojis in the air and some people were deeply <laughs> offended that this whole thing even happened during yeah, the I was pandemic. Gonna, i was gonna ask about that too what was the response because obviously we're all going through this pandemic and have probably been closer to death this year than we have in the past probably 20 or 30 years um, well, that's not true. Maybe in the past, like five or ten years. Uh, but was were people upset about this that you were kind of creating a, a, a funeral for a virtual person? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Many people were upset um, for different reasons, uh, and yeah, I think th- some people thought that it was insensitive during a pandemic um, to do an online. Uh, funeral that uh, for a person that didn't exist when people are being pushed to to have their uh, to say goodbye to their loved ones online um, and it's not a choice for them um, and some people thought that it's a 
delicate way to kind of think about your own mortality in a, you know, uh, with some humor as well. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt like it brought up some interesting questions and I, I'm glad it, I'm glad it did. And I, I may be glad that it made some people uncomfortable and it was like a discussion because I think art's supposed to do that. And um, I think that people that attended responded well. Uh, and there were some creators of virtual influencers that attended. And that was interesting that their characters interacted with Sylvia's character. And it was a chance for them to say goodbye and, some creators said that they were inspired and influenced by her life and that they think that other virtual beings will be inspired by the life that she led. So I think she, while she died a, a nano influencer in terms of numbers, I think she definitely had um, influence that will stay for, for years to come. Do you, we'll think that, I mean, <laughs> do you think that there are there will eventually be sort of like an ethics commission or discussion around virtual <laughs> beings about what you can do with virtual beings. Yeah. I mean, I think ethics discussions, uh, go into play. So there's, there were when VR, um, burst into this like, uh, wave, uh, there were a lot of discussions about, um, VR and immersive ethics. And then, uh, right now, there's a lot of discussion about AI ethics, and I think definitely there should be about virtual beings as well. Um, but it's, I think there's just, they are just in so many different fields, and there's so many, then you're going into like conversational robots and different ways in which virtual beings are in our world. And then some people say that virtual influencers are not even virtual beings, like there's the virtual beings Facebook group. And then there's discussions about like what actually is a virtual being. And, um, some people think that animation is a requirement. Mm. There's just all these like inner, um, sounds like a fun conference. In <laughs> the conference yeah. of virtual beings. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm curious too. So after Sylvia passed away, uh, there was an article in Variety written about Sylvia, and I assume a lot of followers have come from that article as well. Um, but they're yeah. following an account that now is not posting anymore, right? So it's like they're kind of just following this memorial account. Has there been any reaction yeah, about that? Really surprised by that uh, because in a way, like when you're following an account, it's like you're expecting to get for something to happen, right? I'm following this. I'm tuning into this. But I think the people that follow Sylvia after her death maybe are just subscribing to the idea hmm. like their fo their follow is like a vote of support for the project or the the idea of an aging virtual influencer um i'm also toying with the idea of like posting or doing something <laughs> on that account like i i'm often like as i i log into the account still just to see um if messages or, or things that happen on it um occasionally i accidentally like something oh, and i no. have to unlike it <laughs> she's <laughs> coming back from the dead <laughs> or she's watching people's stories yeah um, 
So it's not like it's yeah. locked. It's not completely locked forever. There might be something else that comes out of this account in the future. Um, the, there, there's not a plan to, but I, it does, it's, it's, it does exist and I do have access to it to see, you know, I want to access conversations that she's had because right now is the point where I'm reflecting on the project and writing and, and learning about what, what went on. And so that's the reason why I'm accessing it. Um, and might, and why you might be seeing weird activity. Um, <laughs> if she's like looking at something that you did and liked it. Um, what advice would Sylvia give us for how to live a fulfilling life? Hmm. Uh, well, I can pull up one of her quotes. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, it might take me a second. And this is a quote that's generated by that, um, Gan. Yes. Um, so. Hmm. She has some uh, advice about work-life balance. Um, let me just yeah, yeah that's okay. We'll the, probably um, Francesca. Cut we'll, this. Yeah, we'll probably cut this just so the actual okay. quote. So it's like at minute thirty-two mm -hmm. of the recording. I wrote it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll read this and uh, see if it's. If it gives you good, it's one of her last posts. Um, it's yeah. Um, please share your thoughts on the following. How do you wake up on a Monday? Do you have any advice or tips for waking up on a Monday? My advice: take a day off. It's a good idea, but it isn't comprehensive. First off, it's a good idea to take a day off, not just for the day, but for the week. Take a day off from all things. When I'm not working or trying to do something else, I like to reflect on all the thoughts and feelings that have gone out over the course of the past day. I'm not attacking anyone. I just want to be happy. I take a day off from everything and no matter what. All right. Everyone should take a day off. <laughs> from good. everything from and everything. no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. I could use that right about now. Yeah, and for the rest of the week, too. Yeah, take a day off, but for the rest of the week. I love it. <laughs> um, Zeev, thanks so much. Before we finish the interview, I want to ask you some questions. These are sort of rapid-fire questions for you about your work okay. and your life. Um, okay. Would you want to live on in the form of an avatar after you pass away? Sure. And and why? Um, just like this grandiose, uh, you know, feeling that I have that I, I mean, well, not grandiose. I think I'm uh, what Bethany would call death phobic, and I don't want to die. And I think that the idea that I will continue to exist after my death in some way and, um be have a presence in people's life is um is positive to me so yeah i should set aside a, a budget in my uh, in whatever i have left at the end to create yourself to do that would you yeah. <laughs> would you look like yourself or would you want to look differently as this avatar version huh. um 
yeah, maybe like the child self of, of me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing like a, a small Zeev running around like in the virtual <laughs> world that we're all living in later on showing yeah. her artwork from her life. Yeah, just like doing the same things she did as an adult, but with a, a child uh, body. Um, no, I, w- I would, I would make it the if I'm loyal to the um, Sylvia approach, then uh, it would be whatever form I have at when when this vessel is is done. Mm, that makes sense. Um, who is your favorite CGI character from a movie? Hmm. Wow, I'd have to think about that. Um, CGI, roto shopping doesn't count. Um, you know, like a like Gollum or you know, like one of those characters that's completely fabricated. I guess sort of like a predecessor. Stuart Little the other day. So that's <laughs> <his favorite. laughs> Stuart Little is your favorite CGI character. That's great. I know, I mean, it's like I don't want to commit to that, yeah. but that's the last one that I watched, uh, and it's it was. I never watched it before, and I was so amazed by the concept. Did you know that M. Night Shyamalan wrote, wrote that? I did. It's one of the weirder stories. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is there, like, a weird oh. twist in Stuart Little where the mouse is, like, not actually a mouse or something? Well, I think the fact that he was adopted instead of, like, a human child was in itself. <laughs> no spoilers, um, please. This is not a uh, movie spoilers uh, podcast. That happens uh, in the beginning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I have one more question for you here. Uh if you could uh, step into one memory uh, from your life and kind of live in that virtual memory, what would it be and why? Wow, maybe it's a memory that I want to redo over and over again so that I could get it better. Hmm. Um, I did a TV show as a kid in which I represented my class and I did poorly. Uh, but it, so it was like a moment of fame but also great disappointment that I brought to my town and to my class and my friends still ridicule me. Wait, you were that. like on a TV show? Yes. It was like, uh, I submitted my uh, application on behalf of our class as the representative mm-hmm. uh, when I was in fourth grade. And uh, we, we went there to this TV uh, channel. They put me in a spacesuit, and it's, it was called Shestus. And, um, the whole class was there, and I didn't know basic questions about my hometown. That was ve- it was very embarrassing, and uh, I think I would like to redo that and, and over and over again, forever. Um, <laughs> that sounds traumatizing. <laughs> if you want to fix it, though. No, I want to fix it. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting the I idea that you win yeah a trip to Euro Disney for my class uh that was on at stake um eventually if we were to win well Zeev, i think that you know your disney is in your future hopefully after this pandemic <laughs> is over and you can you know right the wrongs of this spacesuit fiasco that you had as a child <laughs> <laughs> that's great um thank you again for being on the podcast today how do people find sylvia if they want to go and check out her life um at my friend sylvia uh, Sylvia with a Y after the S on Instagram. She's a, a, an Instagram being. And how do people find you? At Zeev Schneider. Zeev is Z-I-V um, on Instagram and uh, anywhere else. I'm not super active on Twitter though. 
Okay, so, so we'll stay away from yeah. that. Great. Thank yeah. you, Z. Great <laughs> to talk bad. to you. Thank you, Gabe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of State of the Art. You can find us at State of the Art on Instagram or Twitter. State of the Art is an at-art production originally created by Ethan Appleby. Uh, Our audio engineer extraordinaire is Weston Stevens. We call him Wes. Uh, Our producer is Francesca Rodriguez-Sawaya. We call her La Funchy. And our intern is Abby Asmus, and we just call her Abby. This is Gabe BC. You can find me at Gabe BC on pretty much everything. Stay tuned next week for another exciting episode.